Hello and welcome back to a Meathead Hippie Podcast. I have a special treat for you today. I'm your host, Emily Schramm. I am so thrilled that you are here. I have loved these little connections and it so warms my heart when I run into people or I hear from you about what has been on the podcast and what you have taken away from it. That feedback is so helpful and also just really, really grateful for the connection because we're really in this at the same time. So I'm going to pull a quick little card for us. And then today, the special treat is a community call. So I am doing these every Sunday with those who I train with one-on-one online remote training. And I have a couple clients in person in Denver right now, but I also just really feel strongly about my capacity to kickstart anybody into gear. (laughs) I'm a triple cardinal sign. There is no stopping me once I understand who you are, knowing what the blockages are. So I have opened up a few amounts of one-on-one training. And so I, every week on Sunday, talk with the group. And it's just so important to make sure that there's one-on-one, but also a community setting with this training. And so today we picked something very specific to talk about, and I want to share it with you all. The first half, you're going to hear us talk about human design, the spleen, what it even means, how it might be relevant to you. And then the second half, we're going to dig into a very specific gate or gene key called gate 18. And it is about understanding how we have been conditioned to be somewhat of a victim. So anytime we are complaining or worrying or in a place of scarcity with money or our health, that is somewhat of a victim mentality. And we get into this in a really deep way we break down what the shadow of gate 18 is, which is the victim. We go into the gift, which is integrity. And then we go into the city, which is like a really powerful way for us to reframe how it is, um, how it is that we look at people who might not be at our vibration or how it is we approach the world around us when we ourselves are trying so hard to push through and we feel like something's holding us back. So it's just a really beautiful, well-rounded conversation that I think everyone should know because I think we are all (laughs) going through the same thing. So I can't wait to hear your feedback. Please enjoy it. If you have questions, let me know. But then again, if you are at all interested, at the end, you'll hear about how to get included in this one-on-one training in these group calls. I would really love to work with you if you feel like you are stuck or you need a mentor that is now available. This is going to be called Ignite. So it's three months with M and I'm so, so, so excited about it. Let's do a quick little card pool from the Stephen Farmer deck. Focus. This is crystals. There's like a lot of astrological stuff in the works. There always is, but there's a full moon on Tuesday, a full moon in Aquarius. Then there is a bunch of really good astrology on Sunday, some good conjunctions. But all when I see when I see crystals and focus, it really makes me remember why I I wear my rings and my jewelry and it's like everything around us is here to support us. It really is. So get your favorite crystal out. Go take your magnesium. Get stable. Stabilize those cells. If you don't have a magnesium, go to myempirica.com. Look up TriMag. 
get on that purple drink immediately. Take it every day. Your body, your brain, your cells are going to help help work with you when they have magnesium. They're going to thank you. Use the code MEATHEADHIPPIE for 15% off. And enjoy this community call about the spleen, human design, and high, high vibes. Sending so much love. <laughs> I'm Emily Schramm, the ultimate meathead hippie. Welcome to the show. But I really wanted to dig into this thing called the spleen. So this is a human design, um, I guess it's a human design center. And so this is something that I just really love nerding out on and doing a rabbit hole. Oh, look at this munchkin, Evelyn. Um, I want to just really go into the kind of deeper self. And when we look at our body, our physical body, and then we look at our emotional body and our spiritual body and all the layers, I think sometimes we can get so overwhelmed with like where to begin and how to start. And oh my gosh, good morning, Caroline. Line. It's so good to see your face. And I just thought that this would be a perfect little connect and call for you guys to talk about with me. So we're going to talk about, um, we're going to dig into the gene keys. If you haven't heard me talk about this, I love this book. I highly recommend getting it on Amazon. And it's one of those books where, have you ever gotten a book and then you like, don't touch it for eight years. And then you find it on your bookshelf and you're like, oh my God, everything makes sense. So sometimes it doesn't make sense, right? There's times where you're like, I don't know why I got this book, but there's going to be a time where it makes sense. And the tagline of this book is called embracing your higher purpose. And that is so what this call is about. You know, I have no interest in anything superficial. I have no interest in anything single level. I have no interest. Yes. I like want to know your favorite color, but like, I want to know what makes your soul. Okay. And I think so many times we spend way too much energy and time in this superficial cookie cutter world, because that's our environment. That's like what we're surrounded by. And also it's hard to find people to really connect with, to just go there, like go straight for the jugular, which is also why I wanted to have this call is like, if we in our own world don't really have that community, how do we dig into this deeper? So I want to dig into what's called the spleen. Let's really first who has heard of Gene Keys? Who's heard me talk about Gene Keys? Who has heard of human design or who is like brand new to it? So I can give the appropriate amount of background before we jump into the spleen. Any thoughts are acceptable and appreciated. Tell us everything. <laughs> okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. I'll jump. I'll pretend that it's a brand new thing. <laughs> Is there anything that people know about it or want to share about it that they're drawn to? Mm, all I know about it is is you. I I already <laughs> so much talk about it, <laughs> but it's so it's so interesting. And every time you like you talk to me about it, like it makes so much sense. Um, but I, you know, I don't know that much. Like, it's just, I know what you told me. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. This is beautiful. Okay, so let me show you. I'm just going to show you 
my chart so that you can at least visually see and you can do this for free so this is very similar to an astrology so if you know your time of birth your date of birth which we hopefully know our date of birth time of birth becomes a little harder if we know our time of birth our date of birth and also where we were born just like our astrology we're able to create a graph and the graph just looks like this so everyone's gonna have a graph that's gonna have nine oh no hold on nine centers so if you google free human design report or there is somebody i love on instagram called reiki marco at r-e-i-k-i marco m-a-r-c-o and he does this too so he's just a wonderful resource but this is our human design so you're having nine centers so everyone's going to have these exact same centers but what's going to look different is what's filled in what's colored and all these little gates like these little black and reds mm. all of that's different so it's so individual and what the human design graph shows is not just astrology and transits it combines that with the I Ching it combines that with like stars that astrology doesn't even tap into it like pulls in all these levels and layers so it's taking astrology and our natal chart and taking it to the moon. So it's a lot more information. So your astrology is beautiful. Like I always think, know your sun, know your moon, know your rising. Those are really important. But when you get into your human design, this is where we get into our soul. Like what is our higher purpose? And that's why at first, when I first saw my human design, I don't know, maybe like five years ago, I was just kind of like, maybe like, that's a cool, but it didn't <laughs> resonate. You know, it didn't like hit me in the, in the, in the heart, the way that it now does, because there's times where it just takes a little bit of uncovering. And once we start opening to it, so th there's this beautiful recognition that the more we are in alignment with self, the more human design will start to make sense. And so what we're going to look at today is the spleen center. And so we have all of these centers. There's going to be the root, the sacral, the spleen. We have the heart. We have the solar plexus. We have the ego. We have the throat. We have the ajna and the head. And you don't have to remember any of that. It's just nine centers. And this sounds very familiar if you're familiar with the chakra system. You guys familiar with the chakra system at all? So some of these words are familiar, right? The root, the solar plexus, the heart, the throat. So they do work kind of similar. So they're kind of layered in. But if you think of our seven chakra systems, so the root all the way up to our crown, what human design does is it says we've evolved enough as a species to have a little bit more than just this, these seven energies. So the spleen is the energy system that kind of is a branch off of instinct. It's, it's a, a feeling of, is this safe or is this not? Is this going to kill me or is this not? Is this food poison or is it not? It's, so it's this beautiful center that what it has is this instinct, a very fast instinct that says yes or no very quickly. It's a splenic authority, meaning, or it's not, we're not all splenic authorities, but it's an authority that says, yes, this is safe. No, this is not. So if you have this defined in your chart, then you have a very good sense of what's safe and what's not. You have this instinct that says, yes, no, yes, no. 
Yes. No. Some people should, if they're a splenic authority in human design, they should listen to that to make decisions. But no matter if it's your authority or not, you should have this kind of intuitive sense of if something's safe or not. And if it's not defined, which is really fun to find out in your chart, then you have to know that you either have no sense of fear or you're going to fear everything. So it's almost like I can't. I have no concept of what's going to hurt me or what's going to kill me, or I think everything's going to hurt me and kill me. And I have to break through that conditioning. Does this make sense? Cool. Okay. So who knows, does anyone know if their spleen is defined or undefined or have you seen your human design chart before? Did you mention it on a podcast before? Yes. I think I like tried to do it and I didn't understand a thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's totally okay. Yeah. So just looking at like free human design chart, one of the things we're going to focus on just knowing spleen, is it defined? Do I have this strong sense of yes, no, or do I kind of feel like, dang, that's not there. And I'm looking externally for that strong sense of yes, no. And when I, when I really get into, um, and this was inspired by Myra. Hi, Myra. So Myra and I both have the same gate. So we're going to go in one layer deeper and please ask questions as we go, because I really do appreciate that kind of feedback. Sometimes I go on tangents and it just, there's no stopping. So when you look at the graph, you're going to see, do you guys see the blue circles at all? Yeah. Okay. So there's like tiny little blue circles. So everyone has 64. So this is like our genes, like 64 codons, you're going to have some that have blue and some that don't. So some that the ones that are blue are activated in your profile. And so when I look at my spleen, I have three that are active. And the one that I want to talk about today is number 18. And so this is the one that Myra and I both share. And all of us to some degree will experience what I'm going to talk about today because there's times where the transits happen and this gate 18 gets activated. So we all feel it. We feel it collectively. That's why transits are so important because we really are influenced by everything that's not physical, right? There's a lot of different influence. It helps us understand some of our emotions and some of the hard things that we have to go through. Sometimes it's just not ours, but it is activating us. But if it's in our profile, it means it's a little bit more prominent in our day-to-day. And the reason I'm picking 18 is one, it's because as soon as I saw Myra's chart and my chart, I knew this is what I wanted to talk about. But I think collectively, All of us are experiencing almost a battle with our instinct. Like what is right? What is wrong? And also how do I like really dig into why I'm here? And I don't know if I'm just projecting that. Would you guys agree that there's like a a deep desire to like get to the root of why we're here or really learn I said big time. Okay. Okay. Good. Yes. Yes, good. Um, and I just, I think that that's the beauty of what this whole thing is, this gene keys or whatever it is. It's like when we realize we're all moving through similar transits, it makes it a little less lonely and it makes it really important for us to connect in this type of setting for us to hear other people and really understand that we're not on an Island. So I'm really like 
even more so. So I guess I'm saying this as a disclaimer to not take anything I say when I read this personally, because it's so collective. So sometimes I read this, I'm like, oh my God, that just is so personal. <laughs> Damn, you didn't have to do me like that, jinkies. Because it just hits the root of some of the shit that we get stuck in. But the beautiful thing is that it teaches us how to take the shadow or maybe the darker side of it, not the wrong side, the darker side, and see how to get more light to it. And so with every gene key, you're going to see a shadow. You're going to see the gift of that shadow or the gift of that gate. And then you're going to see the highest expression, which they call the city. So three forms. So this is why this is such a rabbit hole because we have 64 numbers in our gene key. And then within those 64, we have three expressions. So it's kind of like this unlimited amount of knowledge that we can learn about ourselves. Before I get into the shadow, do we have any questions, thoughts? I think Ashley, you're a splenic projector. So that's amazing. So Ashley has her authority is her spleen. So you'll learn in human design where your authority comes from. If it's a spleen, then your decision-making comes from that center. So when Ashley said, say, I say, Ashley, do you want to work with me one-on-one and Ashley's spleen says, yes, Ashley needs to follow that. Yes. If I said, Ashley, do you want to work with me one-on-one? And she said, no, then Ashley needs to follow that. No. And it's a really beautiful way to like understand her decision-making, which is awesome. So learn if learning your authority can be really cool. So I have a question. Um, I have the eight. So the numbers in the human design are the gene keys. Yes. Whoa. Yes. (laughs) I know. I bought the book like earlier this year and did a program that kind of dabbled into that astrology and human design. So I know a little bit about it all. And then I, you know, hang out with Allie and Angela gets into human design and she's like, you're a splenic projector and like went into it. And then I just looked and I have like the 18 and like the purple circle too in my spleen. Amazing. Okay. (laughs) This is for us. This is for us. Yes, this is absolutely what that is. And that's why this is so powerful because I'm, I'm, a, I'm forever going to be a teacher and a mentor and a coach. It's kind of just like, I can't turn it off. Like, you know, it's just, I just love doing it. But until we individually know how to activate ourselves and can really learn like the, it's not to be cliche, but like the empowered self, the, the group of empowerment until you get it yourself we will always be looking for another guru, right? So it's like, really, this is it when it comes to our own healing and our own journey is taking our desire for external sources to help fill some of these voids. It is taking it all out. And it's like, I'm activating this within myself. This is within my ability to heal and understand But also recognizing support is always needed, especially community support. But for sure, this is why that book is just like, I just want you all to get it. Okay, here we go. So three forms. The shadow is judgment. The gift is integrity. And the city, the highest expression is perfection. And the title of this is called The Healing Power of Mind. And I absolutely 
love that because when I think about, so I'm doing breath works on Wednesday and we have just so much, you know, just exposure of like, our heads are so loud. Our heads are so toxic. (laughs) And how do we, as beautiful light beings, when we have this understanding that we like know the thoughts that we're thinking aren't really right, but the patterning is keeping us stuck in it. So it gives us a little bit of grace knowing like our head is so powerful, but there's ways that we can truly reframe, reprogram and rewire these thoughts, but it just takes this awareness. So the judgment side is called the victim mind. And I'm going to speak from my point of view, because this is something, this has been absolutely my healing journey. I have absolutely lived in this shadow, probably more than I've lived in any other place. When I look at my gene keys, I'm like, whoa, I absolutely have done this. So I'm just pulling this all to me, never take this personally, but just know that there is so much awakening when we, when we attack the reason that we're where we're at, right? We're just facing it. We're facing the shadow. Okay. So this is really beautiful. So the victim mind begins in our childhood. It has a built in need to challenge authority. And the first real authority in our life is our parents. Challenging our parents is a fundamentally healthy thing to do because it's a part of our innate urge to become different. This process begins in earnest as we enter our third seven year cycle So 14 to 21. And so when you look at your astrology and your human design, we actually do as humans go through seven year cycles. So there's zero through seven, seven through 14, 14 to 21, 21 through 28. And what I'm very excited about is because I'm about to hit 35 and that's going to be a new seven year cycle. And so when you look kind of at your, your patterns or kind of your timeframe, Seven years is a very important, special time frame where you can start to really see phases in your life. And just even that might be a journal practice for you guys, zero to seven, like write some of the things that come up, seven to 14, write some of the things that come up. But for this one, 14 to 21, what was your experience with your experience with your parents, your experience with your siblings? Some of the defining things in our life, like this can really help bring some things to light to be, to be healed. And I think this is also really beautiful because Venus right now is in retrograde. And I don't know if you're, if you guys have heard this, but that means when we look at almost just past seven years, eight years ago, specifically, there has been the exact same thing coming up today that happened eight years ago in that time frame. So you can really start to see a seven-year cycle. If you want to get really nerdy, go to your photo albums and see what happened eight years ago around this time. And the same things are going to be brought up with wherever Venus is activated in your chart, which you can get into in a different tangent. So there's just a really powerful cycle that's being brought up right now with Venus in retrograde that's saying, I want you to face this. I want you to face why we can't receive pleasure, why we can't receive love, why we can't receive abundance. And this is, I think, a big part of it is something in our brain is keeping us in that victim mentality. If the parents 
make the mistake of taking the process of you challenging them personally. The child will never fully make the transition through this biological phase, instead becoming stuck at the low, same low frequency as the parents. And this was such an eye-opener for me because I grew up in a cult. <laughs> so like, I grew up challenging authority. And instead of them seeing it as something not personal, I mean, every adult in my life, in my awareness, took it personally. It was like, you it's a personal attack for you to go against what I'm saying because I am saying something whether it's biblical or whatever the belief was, it was a very personal attack on them. So this was an eye-opener for me because, of course, if I am being conditioned to not challenge, my, my gate of 18 is going to push even harder. Does this make sense to some of those that have the 18? Even if it's not really like, if you don't know it's in your chart, that kind of sense of rebellion and like that, how, I mean, this is me, like i I'm the rebel, but when I saw this, I was like, oh my God, because what can happen is we get stuck in constantly pushing back to authority, even if it's a good thing. And so this can become a patterning that makes us a victim of anybody trying to tell us something to do, even though that is something that happened way many years ago. So this shadow gives rise to a collective phenomenon in the world called the victim mind. If you are sincerely examining your own thoughts during a typical day, you will discover what a great percentage of your thinking is affected by this victim mind. We are allowing our mind to be influenced by the negative thought patterns of all of humanity. And that can be a huge shock to a lot of people, but this is when we, when we think of victim mind, because that can mean a lot of things. We hear that a lot. And I think it always feels negative. It's like, that's not me, but it's going to be worrying any gossip, any complaining, or anything else that feels low vibration. And this is where I'm like, yes, okay. So if I take away the victim mind, because I don't want to be the victim and I'm not the victim, but maybe I do worry, <laughs> or maybe I do think this negative thing, like where in my life, and if I could have myself zoom out of my body and look at my thoughts without any sort of attachment, I can really be honest about what that, what my thoughts are doing. And if they're in a low vibration pattern, something's got to change. And I love this part. It says, we worry incessantly about mundane issues such as money and our health. Ironically, this is exactly the kind of thinking that keeps us from being abundant in terms of both our health and our wealth. And so this is like, of course, like all of us are in this huge shift. How do we financially feel abundant in this new world, being our truest, brightest selves, showing up in a way that's not going to be in the world of capitalism and consumerism and just being able to tap into that abundance, but also recognizing how worried we can become and how heavy we can become with those thoughts. And especially if our health, if our health is at all in jeopardy, it becomes our only focus. We're just like, all I can think about is my health. And then we get into these, these deep, deep, deep cycles. Um, a few more things, and then we're going to move into the, the goodness of it. So this is when we can notice we become easily obsessed with details. The victim mind can fixate on the tiniest and most irrele irrelevant details in life. 
And so when I look at this, I'm like, oh, okay. If I'm getting too dialed into details and I'm, I'm kind of in the, like the, I don't know the details of stuff. I can tell I'm in that lower frequency. Have you guys recognized this at all? This like kind of, okay, now if I zoom out or if I like go play and I take my mind off of things, I don't even think about details. Everything's going to be perfect. But then I get back into the work mode or I get back into details and I feel that vibration change. And so really noticing some of those times where we're stuck in the lower and then the higher allows us to have compassionate awareness so we can shift it. Okay. That is my thought. That's my shadow. Before I move into the goodness, thoughts, comments, questions. This all makes sense. <laughs> totally. Totally. Wow. <laughs> totally makes sense. That's crazy. Isn't it so beautiful? This is just, just, just like, okay, now wake me up. Where do we go from here? I understand it. And this is the final piece. It says all judgment is self-judgment. And I love this so much because that means that, you know, we have this reflection, right? This mirror, like the light you see in me is the light I see in you. And then when we look at somebody and we have any judgment, including the people who have hurt us the most, our parents or anybody in our life, if we have judgment towards them, that's our own judgment of self. And I think we know that, right? We kind of have that awareness, like, all right, my judgment of them is because there's something deeper for me to heal within me. And that radical accountability takes so much courage. It takes so much bravery. It takes so much high frequency, but that is what's required for us to really shift into something different. And so that's what this gift is. So the gift is integrity. It's um, taking on the world is what it says. The 18th gene key determines whether a child enters adulthood as an integrated adult or as a wounded child posing as an adult, which absolutely is all of us. We're all wounded children trying to be adults. <laughs> it's like, there's nobody I know that had like real healthy parents, unfortunately. And there's definitely degrees, but like, okay, I recognize that there is so much that I'm going through that is just this inner child that needs to be held, that needs to be seen, that needs to feel those feelings potentially from 14 to 21 to readdress those in this Venus retrograde with the right tools and the right support so that we can actually go through the process of healing so that I can have an awareness of what the vibration is that I want to hold. How high can I hold my vibration? And that's what this integrity that word is. And it says integrity as a vibration means far more than holding fast to your values. Like it's not character values. It's actually a word used by architects and engineers to describe the strength of material structures. And so when I think I was like, Oh, I love that. Like that building has sound integrity. I know that when I drop a barbell on the floor, it's not going to fall. <laughs> I know that when the wind comes, it's going to stay strong. So this beautiful visual of seeing your body with integrity, it's going to be able to be resilient. It's going to withstand the storms. It's going to be able to have that adaptability and stay in that space of rootedness and groundedness and centeredness instead of what I think sometimes happens is like, right? Like the house has fallen. <laughs> it's like shit. So really getting into holding fast to this integrity, which really is 
going through these seven year cycles. And, and it talks about this. I don't want anybody to get disappointed by this, but I think I will say that all of you, maybe I'll, I would love your feedback, your audible feedback. Do you feel like you're in the works? Like you're already doing the work to some extent. Would you say that we're all? Yes, absolutely. Right. Okay. It's a process. I feel like I'm stuck on like how to move forward, like figured it all, kind of figured it out, but now it's like, how do I get through it? Okay. Well, this, this is, maybe this is going to be helpful. And I want you to not be disappointed by what I'm about to say. (laughs) For many people who have to resolve issues from their teenage cycle, which again, all of us have been doing. I really feel this. I've, I've known some of you for, for this amount of time, it will take a full seven years, whether this is through therapy, body work, or other sustained, sustained system that targets your conditioning. And so this deep understanding that if I have been conditioned to some degree, the work is going to take a significant amount of time. I think all of us are in it for enough. We've been in it for many, many years. But when I see this, it's like pressure of doing it overnight, pressure of doing it in five months, pressure of doing it tomorrow. We got to take that off. There is no pressure to, to heal. This is literally the whole point of us living is to, is to find these patterns and, and sit with them and be with them. Like that is the greatest gift we can give to the world. And so there is no rushing that process. And so really giving ourselves like, okay, like when did I start really understanding some of this stuff? And, and when did I have these awakenings and like, okay, I have to be consistent in and vigilant in these practices to recreate that integrity, to recreate this building so that it's very held strong. Um, and I love that because, yeah, I think well, there's way too much pressure for us to like do it overnight. <laughs> you will have to understand what made you the way you are in order to release the aspects of your conditioning that do not belong to you. And to uphold integrity, you have to be courageous. You have to challenge anything and anyone who do not meet your high standards. So if you have a high standard, this is the difference of judging someone because you see them as inferior to you, right? That's a judgment that's low, low frequency. That's a shadow. So say somebody in your life, maybe when you're around them, it's like, oh God, that's a little negative (laughs) or, oh God, I'm like, not sure. That's not the frequency I want. Instead of seeing it as like, I judge you and I'm better than you and you shouldn't be that way. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about judgment from the heart where we, we know there is a standard that we are going to hold that they also, or we hope that they also one day hold as well. And if somebody, a business or a, you know, it could be the gym you go to or the partner you're with, like if they don't match that, or if they don't have that integrity to really stand strong with that and say, no, that's not something I will put in my vibration is the most powerful, courageous thing we can do. Because of course it's, it's like, we see their good and we see their light and we can hold the good and hold their light. But we ourselves, if we are really working on rebuilding that integrity and foundation, we have to find, we have to find that balance of, of knowing what is willing, what we're willing to let in and what we really understand, like true integrity knowing that that is not what I would like in my life and in my environment at the time, at this time, or maybe ever. And this is hard, but it's, it's so true. Does anyone 
feel this way, experience this. Yeah. Yes, for sure. I feel like I'm actually currently working on this right now too. Right. Right. And it's, I think that the, the beautiful thing is one, knowing judging from the heart is not cruel because true integrity has one purpose to serve the whole in the spirit of truth and compassion. So I think sometimes we judge ourselves with when, when we have integrity of judgment, <laughs> like, it's like, I don't want to think that about this person. Cause I know they're doing their best. And I just, I do this all the time. I'm literally this, I'm saying this because this is me. I'm like, no, they're doing the best. And I can still let them in my field and I can still be around them. But I, it, there's kind of this decision right now, especially when this Venus is in retrograde and we're reviewing and going introspective, what would it look like to hold that integrity and just clear those things, even for the next month, what would happen in our life? What would open up in our life and how much space we could have if we really, especially with our spleen, when we look at our spleen clearing, like that's our immune system. That's our, our sense of self. That's a very powerful thing to not let anyone attach to. And I love moving to the city. So our final piece and kind of like, okay, now what do we do if we see things that maybe aren't in integrity? And, and then for me, for a while, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get stuck in a van my whole life. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to see anybody like nothing's in integrity. The world's going to shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like I really had some total panic attacks, like freak out because I was like, okay, universe, thanks for getting me here. But like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? But I love this part. So moving to the city, it's, uh, this is the line that says, ah, this is so good. Someone demonstrating this is above the city. So it's above the victim mind. When you look at someone, even someone who is inherent, like just super evil, like a very evil, dark villain person, right? Whoever that is, if you see them, even if you're driving and you see someone that's really struggling or really angry, you, if you're tapped in, only see their higher self. And if you hold that thought frequency around that person, someone you love, someone you work with, someone you drive by, they actually, your thoughts will actually influence hidden currents of energy that will raise their frequency. And this is where we get into like the hot, this is why we're light workers and it's so powerful. Like we literally, okay, there is, there's hope. <laughs> there is hope. And it's just holding that vibration, knowing no matter what comes at us, we, we don't see that person as evil or bad or as anything, but like, woo, okay, I can send them love. And it's not just sending them love to like, I don't know. Sometimes we just send them love. It's like literally knowing that that will help them in their day. It will help them where they're going. It might help open a door for them that they didn't know they needed opened. So it's just really holding on to that, especially when we're struggling with integrity or we're faced with some of that really head on, just holding that vibration. And then I love, love, love this part. It says, when you put your integrity in service to the whole, an amazing thing happens you become more and more dissatisfied. The more good you do, the more you realize how much more you could do. This is called divine dissatisfaction. Everywhere you look, you can see how the world can be improved. And we just start by saying like, you know, the, the concept of when we're in service, we go out of the detail mind and we can, we can live in our heart 
And so that is another huge practice for me is anytime I get into that lower space, I move to service. How can I, how can I be of service? And it's as simple as picking up trash. It's as simple as, you know, watering a really tired, dry plant. (laughs) It doesn't have to be anything crazy, but especially with, with humans, we have such a beautiful connection. Even just you all here, like my whole heart is just opening because you guys have shown up and I showed up and it's this beautiful service heart connection. And that for me is everything. Like how, how we can live in life as these beautiful, powerful beings. It's just like keeping our, our focus on service will always get us to the end goal. There's so many other words, but I'm going to let us, our last, our few minutes, let's just talk. I would love reflections. I would love any like things that really resonated, anything. There's so much to say about all that you've done, that you said. <laughs> wow. Um, it's being, being in, in the, our love, inner love space. When you put your love glasses, I love to say, and see, see, see with love, um, anybody. Right now, what, what you said is like you resonate this. Even it's like okay, this is not this is not the, the I don't know the person is uh, in vibration that I don't want, and it's not like it's like oh shocking me. But if you Take the time to look at this person and like, okay, with love and like, okay, this is, this is like this person is, and it's not, it's, you know, just see the the light in this person right away. uh, Indeed, it's like the vibrate, you upgrade the vibration and just put some love and light um, around you in the world and it, I don't know, right away makes it a little, a better place. And, and if you focus on doing like, like you said, like you, you pick up trash, um, pick up trash, uh, watering plants or whatever, you know, do just being in service is even like, I don't know, like I just moved back with my kids, you know, and like those, um, dishes are there and they don't wash the dishes and I'm like okay I see it with love you know just like and I'm not like taking the 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 plate and washing and like and just like you know just like instead okay just seeing doing it with a love attitude and it changed everything around and I really true truly believe that the vibration that is stand in in the house in our environment in our um anyway around us it's it really changed and when you do things with with love and without um when you don't think about what it's going to give you back you know it's just like you just do it just from a love space, just for the sake of love, for the sake of life, for the, you know, so it's just, it's slowly bringing up higher the, the vibration and makes the world a better place, our, our world a better place. And 
Uh, also, like a last little thing, like um, you were you were saying, like um, when you you look at you know to observe the ourselves, it's like when we observe ourselves, we observe a situation, and it's like okay, this is not what I want, so. Like I tend to like, no, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. But instead, like just recognize that these things are, things are, you know, they are whatever it, even if, if it looks like terrible to us, it is, things are. So then without taking it like so personally, just looking at it and Things okay. What what now? I just recognize. I recognize that things are. I recognize that how I feel. But now, what can I do to what action or what inner position can I adapt or do to uh, feel in more feel more vitality, like feel more you know to uh, like put lights in my eyes, put lights in my heart. What can I? How can I readjust like that? So yeah, that's it. Thank you. <laughs> oh, so good. Such good reflections. Myra, I know this is a big viewer, big inspo. Do you have any thoughts about this? Um, yeah, actually something came up um when you were talking about like when we're judging someone and really what it has to say about us. And I think that it really was like right now, like uh, okay, I think that's why I have such a hard time. I guess going into where I should be because like there's this one person that I just can't move past I can't look at them with love I can't send them good vibrations and I know that affects me but I don't know how to get from everything that they did to me and be able to be okay with it I know it serves a bit a bigger purpose because I have been able to help other people that experience similar things, but I'm still not fully okay with what it did to me, you know, that makes sense. It does. Yeah. And I think, I mean, obviously this is the work you're doing with your therapist and the things that you're working on like a very deep way. And this is also why plants can be super powerful. Plant (laughs) medicine is super powerful for this stuff. But I also feel at a deep level, giving yourself more time for that healing of young Myra and and really fully embodying what that needs to to look like and what that needs to be and the support needed so separating from person completely like because if we look at the person and they did that to me that's still a victim mindset even if what they did to you is absolutely unacceptable I think it's really fully radically claiming back your power. And so that there's no longer power that they hold because right now that person still has power. And so that, that has to be the work that we dig into and you dig into and feeling separation of that person did something. It's no longer that because that that's that victim said we we're going to, we're going to change that. Yeah. That's where I am am right now. (laughs) Beautiful. Yeah, so beautiful. And knowing it and recognizing it is everything. <sighs> I pulled a card for us. My, my internet's getting a little choppy. It's um Irene. She's look, it's so peaceful. She, it says, 
there is no need to worry as everything is working out beautifully. Oh, I love that. Are you too? Because I mean, you get into rabbit holes of all the healing and you think you're doing something wrong. So just remember, we're like so in the process in such a beautiful place. There's no rushing. Everything is perfect. Ah, thank you for being here. Okay, so just so you know, there is um, a very, I'm starting a program called Ignite. So it's three months with me. We have weekly calls and then monthly one-on-ones. I'm a triple cardinal sign. So that means I can kickstart anybody and anything in every way. <laughs> so we go over movement, macros, micros, meditations, human design, astrology. And it's just this really beautiful way to connect a little bit deeper. If you are interested in it, please email me support at emilyshram.com. We can see if it's a fit and I'm so grateful for you guys coming. This is just such a good way to connect. Keep sharing what you learned or things that come up, um, go down the rabbit holes <laughs> and keep taking, taking care of yourself. I love you all so much. Love you. you. Love you. Love you. Have such a good day. Thank you, Emily. Thank you, too. Everyone have a great day. Bye. Thank you.